Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spiegel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spiegel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel, and we are happy to welcome this week's guest to discuss today's topic, which is affiliate programs that actually work. Today's guest is VP of Sales at ClickBank, who for over 20 years have been a trusted global partner for businesses looking to grow online. A big hello to Dominic Keenan. Hi, Dominic. Hey, Andy. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. We're excited to, to talk affiliates today. Now, Absolutely. Now, just to clarify, what are affiliates and, and why do you believe that a company should should use an affiliate program? You know, so I, I guess like the, the textbook definition would be uh, marketers who refer customers to a, a product or service in exchange for a commission. Um, but I, I you know, the, the roots of affiliate marketing have been around for a long time. I'll give you a quick example. Like I needed new tires for my truck. I went around and asked a bunch of people who, who uh, drive similar trucks, whether they like their tires or not. Um, but, uh, it, you know, in our world, uh, affiliates either operate on uh, a CPA, they get paid for every customer that mm -hmm. uh, ends up buying or get paid for leads. ClickBank for a long time has done rev share. So you get a portion of the sale if you're the affiliate, but that's really it. Uh, there are professionals who refer customers to businesses. Now, a few weeks back, we, we had a, another guest come on and was talking about creating a referral program. Now, referrals are, are a bit similar, but I believe referrals are, are more like one-to-one, -one, where like an mm -hmm. affiliate maybe is a, a business. Um, I guess, how, how do you compare a referral program in terms of, of success possibilities? Yeah, I mean, I would call them uh, close cousins, I guess, to an affiliate program, very similar. And I, there's all kinds of terms in the industry, but um Referral or uh, what I'm hearing more and more is like a ambassador programs. A couple of our clients use ambassador programs where they have uh, a highly, highly branded supplement product and they mm -hmm. are very popular with their customers. And so they'll have customers ask them, um, Hey, can I get a coupon code to to give my mom? They should they should take your take your supplement as well. Or um, you see this, you know, refer five people and get a free T-shirt type of thing. That's what I think of when I think of uh, referral programs. Um, they tend to be smaller, more, more organic than affiliates are. Uh, at least in our world, are um, scaled professionals mostly on ClickBank. Uh, are professional media buyers or uh, professional emailers. They have really tightly segmented audiences within their email lists. Now, why do you think that affiliates are so effective? I mean, what makes an affiliate program effective? And what type of e-commerce business can have the most success using an affiliate program? 
That's a good question. Um, so the, why, why you should use affiliates, uh, I'll tackle first. Affiliates are specialists in what they're doing. What, you know, we just talked about paid media and email is primarily where our affiliates live. Um, and a seller can't be great at everything. I've seen a lot of the entrepreneurs that I've worked with, you know, they're, they have maybe in-house uh, Facebook media buying or in-house email. Um, that supplement company I was just talking about was phenomenal at YouTube. I, I, that launched their business off the ground, but they weren't great at paid media. And so rather than trying to in-house a team and now you've got more employees and all of that, they can turn to affiliates and get broad, broad distribution on a converting offer. Um, now keep in mind, these, these are, these are offers that are converting already. They've been well tested and optimized for affiliate traffic. So when you, when you think about it as a business owner, that's looking at getting into affiliate marketing, think of your customer acquisition costs for what you're already doing and relate that to affiliate commission for an affiliate to go out to a channel that you're not already talking mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. And th that's really the key, right? Is trying to get them to go out to a channel that you're not already marketing to. I guess what comes to mind and, and might be an issue. What what about some of the apps like your your Honey um, that are kind of an affiliate in a way, but not really, not really. You know, I mean, from what I see, not really getting me any extra eyeballs. I yeah. Where, where, how do how do you how do you uh, group that? Honey's an interesting one. Um, the in general, I'm not a huge fan of coupon type affiliates for most businesses. There's some cases it'll work, and and if I'm not a Honey user, but unfortunately my wife is, and I always I'm always like, you know how much data this this Chrome plugin is collecting on your buying habits, but. Uh, uh, in general, the the uh, coupon type of affiliates are getting in at the last minute. Mm -hmm. um, it's a similar issue. The where, other one, what is it? Re retail me not. Yep, exactly. It, uh, it's a similar issue where somebody sees a coupon field on your order form, and that immediately prompts a lot of users to just go to Google and say, "Hey, what coupon code for this this product?" Um, did that that website that gave them or that app, Honey or Retail Me Not, that gave them that coupon code? Did that actually get that customer there? Probably not. Uh, they saw it on social media, or they read about it on a blog, or their friend told them about the product. And it, you know, depending on the coupon code and and how much of a discount it is, and the buyer intent that the customer showed up with, maybe it pushed them over the edge, but. Uh, maybe it didn't. Maybe you just gave somebody 10% off because they spent right, 10 right. seconds Googling something. Um, so if if I were advising a business owner on that, I would say test it with and without. Um, you know, ClickBank offers coupon codes as a feature. We have several users of it. But uh, we strongly encourage people to test because you might be giving up 10% discount to get 3% more sales. And at that point, now we're just losing, we're losing money for, for nothing. I, I'm sure the, the coupon affiliate or the, or the app really appreciates it, but uh, it's, it's certainly worth taking a hard look at. 
Now, with what decide, you know, I, I decide to, to sign up for ClickBank, but what e-commerce platforms does ClickBank integrate? And is it hard to integrate it? So ClickBank, Click, ClickBank is a little bit more of a solution than just an affiliate network. And and um, to explain, we're well known as an affiliate network. Have been around since 1998, and uh, which is a century plus in internet years for sure. And uh, so ClickBank provides merchant processing. We provide an order form, recurring billing, uh, one-click post-purchase upsells, affiliate tracking. So when, when I'm talking to a business that, say, has an established brand on Shopify, very traditional mm-hmm. e-commerce style, we don't, uh, we don't typically say, hey, you know, plug us into Shopify. What, what's a lot easier to do is to stand up a ClickBank, um, ClickBank direct response funnel alongside of it, and then use that for your affiliate traffic. Besides, it's a direct response type funnel is going to tend to convert at a lot higher rate than you know just a general e-commerce store come check out all thirty of our products. Mm-hmm. Affiliates, especially the larger uh, cold traffic affiliates, aren't crazy about sending traffic to a store like that because there's so many ways to click out. You think about you know some of the Shopify style e-commerce stores that you see, there's going to be links to our blog and our story about, you know, about us and how our founders got started. And here's our Twitter handle. Um, I, you know, in general, affiliates aren't going to be crazy about that. Let's, let's, let's make this convert. And so rather than trying to make your Shopify store, that's this really branded e-commerce experience, try to kind of fit a direct response model um, and then drive affiliate traffic to it, you're just going to make it do something it's not supposed to do. So instead we, we say, you know, stand both of them up alongside of each other, use ClickBank for customer acquisition because on ClickBank you get the the customer data. And then if you want to re-monetize that client later or that customer later on down the line, after they bought through that affiliate funnel, then monetize them in that e-commerce environment because they've, the customer now knows you and is comfortable with you and liked your product well enough that they're going to come back. And instead of getting distracted by your founding story and your Twitter handle, Mm -hmm. they're going to go find that product and, and purchase from you. Interesting. So you're setting up uh, just a product funnel for <laughs> the clients based on your templates and you're, and you're offering merchant processing on it. Who owns the customer? So uh, the, the seller, the vendor owns the customer. Because okay. that's they get... always a, a big issue with Amazon, right? Because it's, yep. it's um, you know, streamlined to order, but you don't own, own the customer. So I was just wondering if that was yeah. You know, you bring up a great point with Amazon, Andy, and and I, in talking to physical product sellers, we we sell a fair number of, of branded supplements on ClickBank, our, our sellers do. Mm-hmm. And I always refer to it as a three-legged stool. You know, you have your, your direct response funnel on ClickBank, which is going to acquire you customers. Then you have your e-commerce store where you're going to re-monetize or, um, those customers after you've acquired them. But you're going to have some portion of customers that no matter what are going to uh, immediately search for you on Amazon. 
and not to reference my wife again, she'd be pissed if, if she knew I was talking about her on a podcast, but I, I watch her shop online and she'll go find something that she likes. Right. And yeah, I can see it's clearly a Shopify store. Well, she's so addicted to prime delivery mm-hmm. that she'll immediately go to Amazon and buy it, even if it's more expensive. Um, so I, I usually encourage if, if if sellers have the bandwidth to set up all three, set up all three because you you should get that that customer um, who no matter what is only going to buy if it's available on Amazon. And one thing I'm seeing more and more people do because there's a, there's a strong like you mentioned you don't get the customer data. There's a strong disadvantage to selling on Amazon. You don't get an opportunity to monetize that customer after after the purchase. So Make you- a you Make mentioned them. the the three legs. So Amazon, your own site, and the um, and the uh, funnel. Yep, exactly. And then on Amazon, you know, that's your one chance to monetize that customer. Charge them a little bit more. That's the yep. benefit of it. One of the one of the uh, best brands that I've worked with had all three of those. And I want to say to get you know one one bottle of their supplement through their direct response funnel, which had upsells and they get the email. So they knew that the average order value, the LTV of that customer was higher. Um, The product on Amazon was 30% more expensive to make up for that missed out LTV that they weren't ever going to get because they're not going to know who that customer is. You know, something's bothering me. Mm -hmm. Don't shares have four legs? (laughs) They do. (laughs) So where's where's our fourth leg in this analogy? So the three-legged bar stool. Three-legged <laughs> don't have bar. too many drinks right. while you're sitting on it. All right. <laughs> hey, so are there any products that don't lend themselves well to using affiliates? Yeah, um, there are. Uh, one that comes to mind actually just came across my desk earlier this week. Um, one of our employees had had somebody reach out to him and ask them if if they could sell a five thousand dollar air compressor on ClickBank. Um, and the, the air compressor is specific to the welding industry Hmm. and, uh, you know, sure we can sell it. There's just probably not going to be any affiliates out there to promote it. And that's an example of a, a product that has low margin. It doesn't have broad appeal. So it's going to have a really low conversion rate. I mean, if I got targeted for that air compressor with a Facebook ad, I'm, I'm not, I'm not buying it. And it's highly niche. Um, it, it, there's just no, no broad market appeal to it. The other type of business is uh, low dollar, low margin type businesses. They may have broad appeal. Um, an example of this I saw a couple of months ago was a pretty interesting t-shirt store. Uh, I want to say it costs like 10 or $12 to buy a t-shirt from them. And their whole shtick was that uh, the designs that they have are only available. It was either today or this week. So there mm-hmm. was this instilled sense of urgency. And uh, at 12 bucks for one t-shirt, especially in an e-commerce environment, there's just not enough margin to pay an affiliate enough to get any kind of scale because $12 for a t-shirt I mean, you've got the cost of goods, you've got the fulfillment, all the overhead of that t-shirt company. Um, you know, you're probably left with 50 cents in margin. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know their business, but it's not, not a lot. Um, so those would be two, two examples of, of products that don't, don't lend themselves well. 
So on the subject of margin, what type of commission do most of your clients need to offer an affiliate to, to make the affiliates excited about, about working with them? Uh, so it, it, when we're, there's tens of thousands of affiliates that work with ClickBank. We, when we talk, a lot of people ask that question and they're asking, how do I work with the best affiliates, the types that are driving six figures a day? In general, to get to those highly scaled affiliates, for them to, for them to be able to make money on it, in general, they're going to need to see uh, a conversion rate of around 1% mm -hmm. um, and a, a $100, $120 commission plus. Um, one thing to keep in mind, though, when considering commission to pay affiliates is every every seller so out it's there, not it's not percentage they're they're more looking at how much they can make per day oh it, it, yeah so we they'll back down we pay we can pay in a percentage in a rev share mm -hmm. um but they'll back it out to either earnings per click amount or um a net commission amount on average per customer um so but, what are those what are those numbers they're looking for usually around 120 dollars plus but what's that come out to like per click? I mean, what are, what are they looking for per, per visitor that they're sending to the funnel or, or to the website? Oh, 25 to 50 cents, I would guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, obviously depends on the, on the audience that it's targeting. But I, in talking about commission, I always say every business is competing for uh, customers, obviously. But in the affiliate world, every business is also competing for affiliates just as much. Uh, so in order to make themselves as appealing as possible, it's squeezing margins elsewhere, being able to pay a little bit more than the next guy mm -hmm. to attract that, uh, attract that affiliate, which ultimately mm -hmm. attracts that broader market of customers. So to me, it almost sounds like these affiliates are more like influencers than they are like your retail me not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and that goes back to your question about referral programs. The influencer market is pretty, pretty interesting. We don't work with a ton of traditional influencers. For me, I always kind of think of like Kim Kardashian or somebody like right, that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and I've had several conversations, I travel quite a bit. I've had several conversations with people in that world. And it's, it's a little bit different because this is very, direct performance marketing. Um, the, our affiliates don't get paid unless there's a sale that occurs. In the influencer world, there's still a lot of, you know, oh, it's a thousand dollars for me to post something um, or you pay a flat fee for whatever it may be. The performance though is disconnected. You, you try to infer what performance is gonna be based on the size of their audience and, and how prior posts have worked, but it's still, you're not completely aligned in your objectives. The, the influencer is seeking to broaden their, broaden their market and, or broaden their, uh, their reach and uh, get as many sponsorship deals as they can. Where in this case, the affiliates uh, are directly interested in making a sale. Otherwise almost, they don't get paid. Yeah, it almost sounds like a CPM versus a CPC model. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. Now, do you have a, a favorite success story of one of your clients that you could share? Oh, yeah. I've got a bunch of them, but uh, your audience probably doesn't want to listen to all those war stories. I, I do have actually one 
that I, uh, who's a really good friend of mine now, um, you're, I'm sure you're familiar with the traffic and conversion conference down in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And, um, a couple of years ago I was down there at, uh, we had a VIP room, which was open to our, what we call the platinum clients or our highest level, uh, vendors and affiliates. And I don't remember who was speaking, uh, but it was somebody that a lot of a lot of people wanted to come in and, and see. It. And this is a smaller room, right? About a hundred people, and uh, we had all kinds of people trying to sneak in. And at one point, this this YouTube influencer comes in. And he's got like his mic boom guy and like a couple guys with lights and everything. So we had to ask him to leave. And um, so I I got sent over to. Uh, to guard the door, if you will. You were the bouncer. And, yeah. <laughs> and, um, it was uh, it was not the best job. So I kicked a couple of people out and in walks this, in walks this woman, very, very nice. Uh, and she doesn't have the right tag on her badge to be in the room. So I, I told her, you know, I'm really sorry, but we can't, can't do this. And, and, um, She's like, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit in the back of the room and listen. And she was just so pleasant that I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. I, nobody's going to notice. Um, what, she ended up at being very quiet, stayed out of the way. And then after it was over, she went around and met everybody in the room and asked them what they do, if they had any advice for her. She was a... Um, uh, upstart entrepreneur with an online business and mm-hmm. the connections that she was able to make, not just in our VIP room, but throughout that whole event, um, was phenomenal. I mean, she's a, uh, she sold tens of millions of dollars of products through, through the ClickBank platform over the last four or five years. But I just remember being so impressed because I I'm kind of a forced extrovert. Like I, I don't like going into a room cold and not knowing anybody. And I've, she and I become good friends. I found out she's that way too, but she knew that the success of her business relied very heavily on the relationships that she built at events like that. So she forced herself to go in there, introduce herself to people, be pleasant, ask questions. I mean, you got some of the best marketers at the conference all in one room. You might as well find out what they think. Um, and I, you know, I love hanging out with her now because it's just a, a phenomenal story. Somebody that really ground their ass off to build those relationships and continues to maintain them to, to this day. What type of products did she have success with, uh, with clip click banks? Her business is, uh, it's a yoga product for people that suffer with back pain. Uh, she was a yoga instructor who had had, uh, back pain issues most of her life. And, um, she, it's, a v- very high quality product. It's we keep a close eye on return rates to make sure that the types of products we're selling are, are good. Hers are extremely low and um, have phenomenal reviews, but just very genuine person has, and it comes through in her product because it's her teaching, um, teaching the yoga courses. So what are some of the common mistakes that companies might make when launching an affiliate program? Well, any company, any company that's considering launching an affiliate program, I, I would certainly say consider the affiliate program as a channel. It's not, uh, I, I've seen it several times where people, oh yeah, we use affiliates and there's like a little affiliate link at the bottom of the footer on their mm-hmm. page. And it goes to, uh, 
yeah, email affiliates at whatever.com if you're interested in promoting. Um, that's not going to work. There's not affiliates out there just waiting for you to put your, uh, your offer out there available to affiliates. It requires a commitment to, as a to it as a channel and no channels free. Um, you know, it requires investment and time. Um, but beyond that mindset, is uh several things that come to mind uh, probably one of the worst ones is uh testing and optimizing your sales pages on affiliate traffic um they need to be tested and optimized prior to going to affiliates because this traffic costs them money um they're not they're not interested in sending that traffic to something that's that's not going to convert um i would certainly recommend that people hire an affiliate manager you can get somebody um part-time or if you have I was gonna ask is, is that a full-time job if you wanted to bring for, somebody in-house for bigger businesses it's worth it to bring somebody in full-time you know if you're just getting started you don't necessarily have to but uh with a company there's a couple platforms like clickbank where we handle all the payouts and we make sure all the tax forms go to affiliates and everything so turn that affiliate manager into rather than somebody who's calculating affiliate commission and making sure that everybody got their wire, their ACH and the money's proper, properly distributed and all of that. Instead, take that off their plate and have them become an affiliate relationship manager, really get to know who those people are, what their traffic sources are, what works for their audience so that you can provide them the best opportunity to make your offer convert. And also if they, if you're really responsive, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of offers that are hitting affiliates up for traffic all the time. But if your affiliate manager or you as the business owner is the most responsive person and gets exactly the email swipe that they need or the image or the creative or the, or the uh, custom landing page that they need right away, it's that much less hassle. And they know that they can come to you anytime they have an issue. It's funny. I, I'll see affiliates that promote stuff that doesn't, have quite their earnings of something else that they could promote, but mm -hmm. they just know that 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 seller is in a is uh, is going to help them out, and it's going to be so much easier to work with. Um, I'd also say a good affiliate tools page is pretty critical. Um, this goes again to the ease of use, and I, I mean, keep in mind what we talked about earlier. Every seller is competing for affiliates, so. We want to make this as easy as possible. And a couple things that I notice on affiliate tools pages that do really well is right at the top, your affiliate manager bio uh, or a picture of them and their contact info. Um, we want to be able to get, get in touch right away, preferably like email, Skype and phone, something that if they need it right now, they can, they can uh, ping that person. Um, and then beyond that, uh, a funnel diagram with uh, links to the different pages within your funnel. So in ClickBank, there's uh, post-purchase upsells. And in order for an affiliate to be able to see post-purchase upsell pages, they're going to have to buy the product. Just diagram it out for them, put links to those pages so they can see what they're doing. They can customize the messaging that they're providing their audience better. Mm, okay. And also transparency helps like upsell number one, just say it converts at 5% average take rate. And then here's what it's worth. Here's the total value of the entire funnel. Um, 
transparency will go a long way in uh, winning the trust of those guys. And then I would uh, also include like all the promotional collateral, email swipe copy, images, all of that. And then lastly would be uh, any terms and conditions you have. You know, if you have a highly branded product and you don't want to compete with that person on search, just say we don't allow any affiliates to brand bid on our names or any of these terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you find somebody doing that, an affiliate manager should be checking, you know, not every day, but it may be every month. If you find somebody doing that, go back to the network because I know it, not just at our network, but at uh, just about every network I've, I've interacted with, they have no patience for that. So if they're violating the terms and conditions, you told them exactly what it was and it shouldn't be a problem. Um, and then the, the last thing I would say is if, as you start off building your affiliate uh, affiliate program, I wouldn't compare a new offer to the top of the market. Um, those offers that are selling, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a day, they aren't just one hit wonders where somebody got into ClickFunnels yesterday and created something that was a miracle hit. Um, I can't remember what book it was, but it talked about like the flywheel of success and it doesn't just start spinning instantly. It, it takes, you know, uh, built to last, built to last. Yeah, that's right. Um, it takes, it takes work over time. And oftentimes we're just seeing this product that is absolutely killing it in the market. Well, I know a lot of these guys' backstories, like they had a ton of failure. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare uh, an upstart affiliate program to one of those. Now that's, yeah, that's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a lot to invest in as far as not only money, but time. If you use ClickBanks, are all those tools given? Do you still need an affiliate manager? How, how does that come together? Uh, so I, you know, I, I certainly recommend that, e- that each seller either build the relationships with the affiliates themselves directly or have an affiliate manager. ClickBank will make introductions. I, I mean, we obviously want to see more transactions. So we have an entire affiliate manager team that is making recommendations to affiliates. You know, we see you promoted this offer and did well. Here's a similar offer um, mm-hmm. that would work well with your audience. But it's it's pretty critical that the vendor themselves or or somebody on their team establish those those relationships for them. We're t- we're talking about there's ninety uh, something thousand active affiliates on ClickBank. You know we're uh, we're certainly not able to build a relationship for everybody um, with that number. How big does a company need to be before they should start to look at an affiliate program? I mean, is there a, a rule of thumb? Should they be doing at least X amount per month? Oh boy, that's a good question. I don't know that I have a great answer for you on that, Andy, because it's uh, it varies based on the on the product and the the way it converts. Um, I I would just say I, I would focus on ensuring that it converts regardless of volume. You know, if you have a a ten thousand dollar a year business, but you know your numbers and you're dialed in on what your conversion rates are particularly if it works on cold traffic, it's ready to scale. But I've also seen, you know, 10, $20 million businesses that just don't get that concept. And regardless of how 
big they become, they're just not willing to, to commit to that affiliate affiliate path. Now you had mentioned the Jim Collins book, but personally, are there any business books out there that you can attribute to your journey as an entrepreneur? Oh man, I, I'm, I'm a big reader. I, um, I love books, but, uh, there's a couple that come to mind and I don't know that this is necessarily an entrepreneur book, but it, it made a huge impact on my life. It's a little cliche, but, um, the book always make your bed. It's also a, a famous speech given by, um, Admiral McRaven, but, uh, it instilled a lot of, I was a pretty disciplined person already, but it instilled a lot of discipline for me and made it relatable. Um, a book that I just recently read that uh, I absolutely loved is a uh, book called Alchemy by Rory Sutherland. Have you have you heard of this one, Andy? No, I haven't. I've heard. I think there's an Alchemy book that just came out a couple of years ago by Dan Kennedy. Is what I thought you were going to say, but oh, I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't realize Dan had, had done one. It yeah, maybe the same title. But uh, Rory was a uh, a employee at a big ad agency in. Uh, in the UK kind of think like Mad Men ish. Um, and it, it's interesting reading through all of his stories, like how to get more subway riders for the London subway and things like that. Hmm. But uh, I, I was reading it more for the entertainment value. And then I, I realized a lot of the marketing tactics that we, uh, we see our clients use it, particularly in direct response marketing or what they were doing in the real world, you know, when it came to billboards or, product uh, container design and things like that. Um, so it's, it's very interesting to see it translated back into the pre-internet world. Um, and there's some great takeaways from that. And then the, the last one in the direct response world, um, particularly if you're thinking, you know, if you have an e-commerce store and you're thinking about getting into the direct response world, um, I highly recommend Russell Brunson's dot-com secrets. Um, and it's a, that book's got to be eight or 10 years old now. Um, but it does a really good job of introducing the, the funnel style sales pages, uh, in comparison to the, the bigger e-commerce Shopify type stores. Now you had mentioned, yeah, Russell Brunson's book and he had referenced click funnels earlier. Is that what you are building the funnels on using, I guess, is click funnels. Uh, yeah. ClickBank and click funnels integrate. We're actually, uh, our office, are in the same city and know those guys pretty well. Um, so there are a lot of mutual users. Um, we also, we don't, um, we're agnostic when it comes to where you want to uh, host your sales pages. The sales pages are, are owned by the seller. We review them to make sure that they're not, um, you know, getting sideways with any regulators or making ridiculous claims. But uh, the the sales pages are are owned by the seller. Oftentimes, ClickFunnels is a is a great solution for those guys. So, do you give them your clients who are building the funnels? Are you giving them recommendations or templates, or is that is that their deal? They they need to make you know you're you're kind of hosted and putting everything together, but you're not really looking at at the pages they're promoting. Yeah, that's 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 for them to decide. Oftentimes, uh, I recommend ClickFunnels. Uh, very frequently, uh, ease of use, drag and drop. Um, for some of the bigger guys where they they need, um, uh, they have a lot of traffic hitting it, they'll uh, have a developer custom build everything for them. Um, but ClickFunnels, in my mind, is generally the best place to get started. And, and their templating is, is good. You know, 
especially if this is your uh, first foray into direct response funnels. So what problems is ClickBank solving for, for its clients and, and how does ClickBank stand apart from the competition? Well, the, you know, ClickBank has a, a large affiliate network. And like I mentioned, that's probably what we're most known for. Uh, but beyond that, we, um, we, have the, we provide the merchant processing. So we're able to scale really quickly. I have um, one client and good friend who uh, does a 10-day launch every year. And so on, you know, Monday, he processed $0 through that, that, uh, that account on ClickBank. And on Tuesday, he processed 3.4 million. Um, and so, you know, you have, uh, essentially unlimited scale processing, mm. but, uh, beyond that, the one click upsell functionality is, is really good. Um, it allows for, uh, dynamic upsells and downsells. Um, really maximize that day one cart value out of uh, out of the customers that come through, which in turn allows you to pay more affiliates to acquire more customers. Um, but also, we take care of some of the the back office headache. So, um, ClickBank uh, collects the money at time of transaction and automatically splits splits it between the affiliate and the vendor. There may be a JV partner in there, say like a copywriter for the seller gets 20% or whatever. We split all of that up so that it's paid correctly on time, every time up to twice a week. Um, that way nobody's invoicing anybody. Mm -hmm. And the other thing too, is if you have, say you've got a, an affiliate in Cyprus, you know, you don't, you don't know them. You don't necessarily trust them. Like it's a business relationship. And so, um, ClickBank takes care of all of that, where all of it's paid. You don't have to trust them, but you, you already what, know. What you're about, what paid. about the tax piece? Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a something we spent a lot of time working on. We do collect and remit, uh, all sales tax domestically and, uh, VAT or GST tax internationally. It's a, yeah, that is a, heavy lift. We spent a lot of time on it, but, um, it's, it's an important thing for growing businesses to think about, especially in light of, um, there's a Supreme court case two, three years ago called the Wayfarer decision, which allows each state to regulate, um, tax how it chooses to. So there's no more saying, Oh, I'm a, I'm a Washington company, so I don't need to pay tax in Florida. Well, if you're doing business in Florida, the Florida government will think very differently about that. So who is the perfect client for ClickBank? You know, I'd say a converting offer with broad audience appeal will get the most traction on our, on our affiliate network. Now that's not to say, I mean, we've got um, niche affiliates that will promote a lot. I, I tend to think of kind of the bigger health and fitness type offers where, or self-help offers where it's, you know, supplements that are just very popular at the moment. But one of my favorite offers out there is a woodworking offer. It's been around for, oh, 12 years, I think, uh, done really well. It's called Ted's plans. Um, you can find it online. They're a phenomenal business. And the guy just attracts uh, at least a couple thousand smaller affiliates that consistently promote him. Um, so that's why I say broad audience appeal is uh, most likely to be successful. Now, how can an interested listener, perfect or not, learn more about working with you? 
Yeah. So uh, go over to clickbank.com slash podcast. And uh, there's a couple quick questions on there and we'll get, uh, get connected from there. Um, Clickbank, you know, if, if you're kind of wondering if it's, if it's right for you or not, Clickbank, um, our team is really active on social media, posts a lot of great content, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever the next new social media is. Um, you can connect with me directly on LinkedIn if, if you prefer. Um, and also one other thing I'd add Andy is, you know, if, if, uh, if you look at Clickbank and you're like, ah, it's not quite right for my business, there's there's a lot of affiliate networks out there. Some of them more niche than others. You know, just because ClickBank's not the right place for you doesn't mean that affiliate marketing isn't the right thing for you. Well, this has been great. Is there anything else you would like to add before we wrap it up today? Uh, the only thing I'd say, you know, going back to that that story we talked about earlier about the woman in the in the VIP room, relationships are everything. It's worth it. Go go to that conference. Meet as many people as you can. Um, you know, buy buy that that person a drink. Um, that's, that's how most of the uh, most successful people I've seen are, are able to pull it off. Well, this has been great. Thank you again for joining us today, Dominic. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. I really appreciate it. Well, for listeners, remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple podcasts and leave us an honest review. And if you're looking for more information regarding ClickBank or connecting with Dominic, you will find the links in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out our all-new podcast resource center available at www.makeeachclickcount.com. We've compiled all our different past guests by show topic and included each of their contact information in case you would like more information on any of the services that have been discussed during previous episodes. That's it for today. Remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing. And I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing. <laughs>